Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Good morning, good morning. Another classic. Good pull, Polly. Get a calculator. Do the math. That made you move your ass. We can say that on the radio. <laughs> and a bump. I would love to meet Too Short. That's a legend. A legend from the Bay. He's probably a 49ers fan. He's probably sick. He might actually be a Raiders fan. Now I'm thinking about it. Oakland. That's Oakland, baby. Keith McPherson on the fan. Good morning. Uh, let's do it. We've got two more hours. KM to 2 a.m. What haven't we talked about? I mean, I'm still on the Super Bowl, as I mentioned, the Raiders, the Niners, and, you know, the Niners, their presence was so heavily felt from media night last Monday to the Super Bowl, and I'm glad they took an L. If you've listened to me, uh, Unfortunately, as a child, uh, I didn't have much guidance. I chose the Dallas Cowboys as my favorite football team. So I did not want to see the Bang Bang Niner gang win their sixth Super Bowl. They're still holding. They've been in a long holding pattern. The Dallas Cowboys have won a Super Bowl more recently than the 49ers. So any 49ers fan that tries to say anything about the Dallas Cowboys, like, Oh, you you seem to find your way to get to the dance and lose. What would you rather do? Have all that hype and excitement all of those years, 19 NFC championships, eight Super Bowls, taking L's. I saw it today. I put it on my Instagram, and I put Bang Bang Niner Gang with a red heart. 2011, they lost the NFC Championship. 2012, they lost the Super Bowl. 2013, they lost the NFC Championship. 2019, they lost the Super Bowl. 2021, they lost the NFC Championship. 2022, they lost the NFC Championship. In 2023, they lost the Super Bowl. So, faithful! Niner faithful! You're a bunch of losers. And your whole team is a bunch of losers. I saw, who was it? Feliciano goes on Twitter and calls out a guy for missing a block. Brandon Ayuk's family is out there talking about, oh, this is the last year we're going to be in San Francisco. Uh, his girl talking about, oh, the you know, walk of shame. This will be the last year we're in San Francisco. Then his quote-unquote brother, one of his best friends, talking about, yeah, we're out of here. How How's your 1,300-yard receiver going to have three catches in the Super Bowl? Easily. You have too many weapons. Easily. They say you have a game manager at quarterback. Easily. They say that your coach is a choke artist. That's how Brandon Ayuk ends up with three catches in the Super Bowl. Non-factor. And then I saw someone post, uh, or Brandon Ayuk post, don't forget what got you here. 
the lucky catch you had in the NFC Championship. Brock Purdy throwing up a prayer. It bounces off the uh, Lion defender's head into your hands. Sure. But Brandon Ayuk is entering the final year of his contract, and he says he wants to stay if that's the right move. And, you know, he was in front of reporters, and he got emotional ask, being asked about the team. And Trent Williams also confirmed that he'll be returning for his ninth season, and he's not going to retire. And I don't know. I, I think that uh, something came out saying that the Niners are the favorite to win the Super Bowl next year, but it doesn't really work like that. It doesn't really work like that. Are they going to end up giving Brock Purdy big-time money? I don't think so. I think they're going to keep playing it out with Brock Purdy on this rookie deal. He'll take another step forward next year, right? He'll, he'll be a little more seasoned next year. But is he going to actually be able to make the plays to win? How whack would it be if we get another Niners Chiefs Super Bowl next year? Somebody's got to step up. Somebody's got to step up. 877-337-6666. Peter and Westchester, step up to the fan. What's up, Pete? Hey, how you doing, Keith? Good, good. Thanks for calling. Well, what, has it been a year since you had your son or a little less? Close. Ten months now, and we're uh, a day into going on 11 months. He was born April 13th, and uh, we celebrated 10 months yesterday. It, it, it was fun. The snow and, uh, you know, uh, me spending the whole day with him, taking him out in the snow. I'm just blessed. I'm thankful. I, it, you don't you don't really know until you have a kid, and I, and I think about all those years that I was young and immature um, and and didn't know. Now that I, I have my son, I just see the world a lot differently. Well, that's good. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for asking. He's going now, and one day he'll look back. Yeah, my dad was on WFN. He's still on it. <laughs> Maybe I don't think he really like. It's funny because like I, he's he lives in his own world. I'm I'm his butler. I'm I'm Alfred to his Batman. I just <laughs> I just work for him straight up. I, I think in that Daddy's Home movie with Will Farrell, he's like that's what dads do. They go in the car line, and they take a lot of bleep, bleep, bleep. That's what dads do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just change his diapers and make his food and play with him and uh, wake him up from his naps. And he punches me in the face and yells at me. And he doesn't. He doesn't. He just. He literally kicked me in the face the other day. I'm like, this dude does. He's got no respect for his pop. He was laughing. I'm sure he was laughing. <laughs> and he was laughing as he did it. Yes. Well, uh, just want to touch base on the Super Bowl. I do remember. You were right and wrong in two ways. Yeah, okay. uh, you, you labeled me first of all as a Swifty, which I'm not. But I was the one that called about. Oh, of course, Taylor Swift. I remember. Hot. Yes, yes. You know, <laughs> he's in his robe. She's playing piano. That was a Swifty. joke because I'm like, I'm like Taylor Swift's so powerful. She she sent one of her Swifties to jump in front of me. I certainly changed my tune on the whole Taylor Swift thing, especially just reading up on uh, you know the impact of her on the NFL, $330 million. And the fact that she kept showing up to these games, and then even the fact that uh, Travis Kelsey didn't show up to the Grammys, he's like, nah, I got to get ready for the Super Bowl. It's just, you know, she's a she's a, a, a young woman dating a, a player, and uh, she seems all in on it. And I kind of got over it. Like, you know, they're going to show her, and the Chiefs win again. So all the Swift haters, we lose. Like, what did you actually accomplish by hating on Taylor Swift? Yeah. Well, she seemed, I mean, look, even at the Super Bowl, chugging a beer and, you know, hugging him. I mean, you know. She wants to be regular, and I understand that. You know, I, I actually looked at her, and I'm like, this girl is just trying to fit in with everybody else. She's the most famous woman in the world, and, like, she just wants to be able to go support her boyfriend, hang out at the Super Bowl, drink, yeah. party in Vegas, 
You know, she came from Tokyo. I respect people's work ethic, too. The fact that she came from Tokyo, took the flight, came over there, and did all that, like, I'm I'm off it. I get it. It's, it's perfectly fine. But Kelsey, you got to give him some credit. You know, he's getting some garbage for bumping into Reed. They're friends. He felt he could I, I talked about it on my show Monday night that, like, it's football, man. We make way too much about guys yelling in football. I've never been in a practice or a game where where no one yelled. I've been in I've been in film rooms where you're supposed to be quiet and talk about the film and you get into shouting matches. When Andy Reid got on that podium and said, like it's fine, like he's done it before and he wants to win. Like it's 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 the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game ever. Emotions are high and he was upset. They turned the ball over and he wasn't in to block and he said, "Keep me in. I'll score or something like that." I think people just want to they build you up just to break you down, right? They built Travis Kelsey up as America's sweetheart, dating America's sweetheart, and he showed himself. I in the moment I'm like, "Hey, take it easy because Andy Reid's a senior citizen." But if Andy Reid had no problem with it, I I spoke to last night the fact that Patrick Mahomes said, "Hey, Travis is the most tenured chief. He's like the oldest son. He gets different treatment. He gets away with things that I can't get away with, and and that's their relationship. It just it just played out in front of the whole world to see. Well, uh, I kind of forgot what I was going to ask you, so maybe I can pivot quickly. Do you think Judge is going to break the record this year? He's seasoned. He's relaxed. He's what married. record? Break, break his own record? A home run record? I think he's going to break it. I think he's going to he's going to approach Barry Bonds, and uh, might even surpass if he has a, a hot start. I just don't think they're going to pitch to him. I don't think that he's going to get – I don't think he's going to get enough meatballs and fastball. I don't think – I just – like with him and Juan Soto in the lineup, I don't they're know. We'll see. They're right behind him, so they have to pitch to him. There's – they're allegedly – rumor has it in from, you know, Judge's mouth at his gala. They Judge would like to see them, you know, have DJ LeMayu start at least with DJ LeMayu leading off, Juan Soto batting second, and Judge – batting third we'll, we'll see how it all plays out I don't know that I think that and I'll say this forever that season was an FU to Brian Cashman and the New York Yankees I think Judge is still all world but that was the greatest prove it year we've ever seen in sports like Juan Soto's got a prove it year Juan Soto's out to make the most money that he can make but he doesn't have that FU in him Judge had that FU in him to his own team that drafted and developed him. Like, you guys offered me $237 million? No, I'm going to mash home runs. I'm going to literally break the American League home run record with all the pressure in the world on me, and you're going to have to pay me. Yeah. Well, so so you think, how are they going to protect him, though, so that they have to pitch to him? I mean, with, with LeMahieu in front of him, he's in the middle. You know, what are they going to bat him, third, and then get Soto fourth? But, uh, no, I'll put Rizzo. They're probably going to put Rizzo behind Judge and then, like, Stanton. I know it doesn't sound great in theory based off of what we saw Rizzo last year. Hopefully Rizzo is back to all-star form and what he was in the first half. I don't know. That's what. Here we go. Spring training is coming. Um, in, in 11 days, we'll see the first games and whatnot. I'm going down there in, like, a month and change. Like, let's go. Let's let's rev it back up. Uh, well, I look forward to seeing I mean, that's a, that is a killer lineup just there. Not mentioning some of the other people that step yeah, up. Not mentioning Volpe having a year that people um, know he can have. He was never a, a 190 hitter in his career. Um, other guys stepping up and being back into the fold, like uh, John Carlos Stanton, bounce back year. 
nobody is talking about Glaber Torres being in a prove-it year as well, right? Glaber Torres has a lot to prove this year. He's a sneaky bat lower in that lineup. Alex Verdugo being on this team. He could have the highest batting average on the team. Uh, there's there's going to be a, a, a lot of interesting uh, things that's to look like, for with this Yankees like team. Straight guys that the pitchers going to have to face with potential homers and yeah. all sorts of speed. Yeah, that's why you know Yankee fans are complaining about our rotation. I think we'll be all right. I, I made the joke. Hey, if we got to beat teams nine to eight, so be it. <laughs> Thanks for the call, P eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Rich is in Norwalk, Connecticut, on the fan in New York. What's up, Rich? Hey. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Thank you for uh, taking my call. No problem. Um, first off, I want to say what a fantastic job you do. Thanks. Uh, the fan should be honored to have you on their staff, and I I really mean that. I don't know. I don't know if they feel that way. <laughs> well, I do. I do. You I mean, do a great some, job. Thank you. I'm glad you're saying it for everybody here. There's some moving parts. Absolutely. There's some moving parts Absolutely. going on here at the fan. And, I, don't, uh, I don't know who we're speaking of. To be honored, I'm I'm honored to have my own show. Go. I'm honored I'm, to hey, make it three I'm years. Honored, I'm no honored to I'm uh, honored. to be a host here that didn't have to intern for ten years, and you know I I, I know that it, it's rare for me to uh, even be inside these walls. There there hasn't been that many brothers, and there hasn't been, been that many people that weren't in here for a decade. Like I came out of the internet, I came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Well, you came in with a roar. I'll tell you that. Yes, sir. Every night, anyway, the pre uh, Pete, your previous caller, he kind of t- took away, stole my thunder there. About Taylor Super Swift, Bowl. he forgot what he wanted what? to ask about the Super Bowl. He pivoted to Judge. You got a Taylor Swift? Uh, yep. Yeah, no, he, he mentioned uh, Kelsey and Coach Reed. Right. And that's I wanted to ask your honest opinion about it. Look, Kelsey is a fantastic tight end. There's no question about it. But I think as a person, I think he sucks. He almost knocked Reed down. I, I don't care what Reed said. Now, after, yeah, yeah after if he would have knocked him down, then that would have been a different Whoa. conversation. I'm surprised that no one interjected. Uh, that's, that's something I thought, out. too, but nobody can check him. Who's Who on the Chiefs can check Travis Kelsey? He's a Hall of Famer. He's Dayton Taylor Swift. He's the longest tenured Chief. And what I've seen... When coaches, like, somebody will step in and be like, hey, get out of coach's face. Go sit down yeah. and cool off. There's nobody to, to do that. Not even another coach. Not even an assistant coach. Yeah, I was surprised to see nothing happen. I really was. I think it was the emotions got the best of him. I think he literally lost his mind in the moment. Um, I do think that this guy is an egomaniac. Like, you're, oh, you're not sure. bigger than the game, bro. If they call a personnel where you're not in the game, you're not in the game. You yeah, don't need to be yeah, in on every play. Like, there's strategy to that. Travis, like, everybody is looking at you, number 87. Let's take you That's out right. for a play. You're also 34 and had a down year. You may need a breather. This is the That's Super right. Bowl. We can tell yeah. you're amped up. Take a yeah. seat. <laughs> so I, I guess your take on it, uh, Keith, you're, you're going to give him a pass on it. No, and it's not so much good. a pass. I just see people saying that he should apologize. I also saw people saying that he should have been benched. I disagree with that. What I'm saying is I've been in battles. I've been on two different college teams, played in high school, never played in the NFL. I can only imagine. That is the biggest game of these guys' oh, yeah. lives. And Absolutely. he got taken out, and they turned the ball over, and he yelled at his his coach just out of, like, I think, like I said, he lost his mind in the moment. I but think he did, too. So. 
I think he if did. If Andy Reid doesn't have a problem with it, how can I have a problem with it? Yeah, I, that's a good way to look at it. And I guess I'm going to go down that path myself. Thanks for the call well, and the compliments, Rich. So, yeah, going back to, you know, that, I talked about it on my show Monday night at a five-hour KM to AM, and, I, and I'm, I'm going back to my notes and what I wrote about it during the, the game, right? No way was Reed going to take him out. Are you dumb? Travis let his ego get in the way, but Andy wasn't about to have a pissing contest in the Super Bowl. He was trying to win the Super Bowl with his Hall of Fame tight end. That's what he expects out of him. Now, did he expect him to knock him off? No. Like he said, he caught me off guard. I was a little off balance. Because he's got a headset on. He's listening to what his coaches are saying upstairs, and he's looking at the game, and you know what? They just turned the ball over. So he's thinking, man, he's probably thinking about the next offensive series, thinking about what's going on. He's not expecting big, burly Travis Kelsey to come over and keep me in the game. But, like, after the game, he laughed it off. All is well that ends well. They won. If they would have lost, this would have been a different talking point. And what I also pivoted to was, what about Rasheed Rice? Did y'all miss all that? Did y'all miss that later in the game? Rasheed Rice is a rookie. He was yelling at the GOAT. Rasheed Rice was pissed off because he came free in the middle of the field. And Patrick Mahomes forced the ball to Travis Kelsey, trying to get 8-7 in the, in the end zone so they could cut to Taylor Swift and Ice Spice. And in him forcing that ball to Kelsey, Rasheed Rice was like, I could have won us the Super Bowl. Started yapping at Patrick Mahomes, and Mahomes literally said, a mother effer. He rolled the snap to me. It was a low snap. So what he did, when, if, if all right, so if you're, you guys obviously are watching a game or if you ever played quarterback, if it's a low snap, the timing is off. So now with the low snap, you don't have the, the timing that you've practiced to stand in there and make the read. So what he did was not even force the ball. He threw the ball up to Kelsey, which was on, Kelsey was, was one-on-one on the outside. And that was just him realizing, okay, we're in man coverage. I'm going to give Kelsey a shot. The snap was low. I'm just going to chuck this one up, um, and I'm going to put it somewhere where either Kelsey gets it or no one gets it, whatever. He did not have the time to stand in the pocket and look for Rasheed Rice coming open in the middle of the field. Rasheed Rice being a rookie, he didn't He didn't see that, that that snap was low. He had the audacity to go bark at Patrick Mahomes, a two-time Super Bowl winner, a reigning champ. You don't have a ring yet, young man. And... All is well that ends well. What happened, right? Patrick said, yo, he rolled the snap to me. I had to go there. I could. I didn't have time to see you or read the, the play, but I'm going to come back to you. And he did. There was another play. Rasheed Rice was running a little drag route across. Boop, dropped it off to him. Rasheed Rice runs, and they they went back to playing, man. It's 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 emotion in the heat of battle, you know. I, I feel like. People made a big deal out of Travis Kelsey doing that. Nobody said much about Rasheed Rice. I have more. I had more of an issue with a rookie yelling at his already Hall of Fame goat-like quarterback in the heat of battle because he felt like he could have won the Super Bowl if Patrick Mahomes threw him the ball. Patrick Mahomes is going to win you the Super Bowl. You shut your ass up and line up and run the routes and get open. Let's see here. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that's you got anything, Rami? I think that's it from my notes. What I had about you know the whole Reed and, and Kelsey thing. I think it would have been more talked about if they lose. Obviously, if right? If they lose, it's a different yeah. thing. And then also, this is something I, I I also have. Kelsey said, "Oh, I just told him how much I love him. I'll keep that between him and I unless my mic'd up picked it up." 
have have we gotten that yet? They, I like think the, that comes out tonight and then tomorrow it's available on streaming, right? So we think, might get the actual mic'd up sound of what Kelsey said. It still won't matter. They're they're back to back champs. No, we 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 won't get it, but it it's available. There's a producer who's seen it already, right? And listens to it already. We know that. We call that water under the bridge. Build a bridge and get over it. Andrew's in Rockland County on the fan. What's up, Drew? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, I had a quick question. I wanted to know, how did the 49ers players not know about the new rules? Before the coin toss in overtime, the ref clearly stated for both teams, you both will have a possession for the ball. So I was wondering what, what they were thinking on the sidelines. Their, their football players are not that bright. They're also just like the Niners. <laughs> like I don't know why you would say that. Even if you did it, I would never admit to not knowing. I would never admit to being in a game and not knowing the rules. I knew the rules as I was watching it. You know how I knew the rules? Because the, the, the rule was invented for the Chiefs. And that's why the Chiefs were gloating after the game and say, yeah, of course we talked about it. Because Andy Reid and those guys went over it. That's the difference, right? That's the difference for just being prepared. That's the difference between a team that expects to be there and is preparing for these situations versus a team that's just lucky to be there, right? The Niners survived in the playoffs. They they barely beat the Packers. They barely came back to beat the Lions. And when they got to the Super Bowl, it comes down to overtime. And Eric Armstead, one of the leaders, a captain on their defense, and Kyle Juszczyk, another leader on their team on offense, both the guys are talking about, oh, I just assumed... If we take the ball and score, we win. No, dummies. They changed that because of the whole Patrick Mahomes doing that to Josh Allen and Tom Brady doing that to Patrick Mahomes two years before. Uh, so they didn't, no, nobody heard it didn't process down the line. That I think the, it's just, they no. They had a loudspeakers everywhere with the refs. They showed it in the stadium on the big screen, and there has to be chatter on the sidelines as this is happening. Right? That's what I was thinking. I just think it's dumb after the game to get on microphones and cameras and, and say, oh, beep, 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 I didn't know what was going on. Just don't say that. You throw your coach under the bus and you make yourself look like an idiot. You're in the NFL. You're so it's your job to know. Like I know a lot of these NFL players pretend like they're not fans, right? Like they don't watch a lot of football. You got to know that though. You got to know that. You got to know that. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call. I'm trying to go back to the quotes that I had saved. Usechek was the one. I don't think it was Armstead that said he just assumed. I'm pretty sure it was Usechek who said like, "Oh, I just I just assumed." Yeah, so it was it was Kyle Juszczyk. I assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win. No. No, that's incorrect. What happens when you assume? You make an ass out of you and me, but don't, not me. Not me. I knew. I knew watching what was going on. And you know what I thought when they took the ball? They are so deathly afraid of Patrick Mahomes waltzing right down the field and scoring and Brock Purdy not being able to do the same. So what they are hoping, and I don't care about what, what Shanahan came out and said afterwards, in the moment, they did not want to give Michael Jordan the ball. And what they thought was that they could give their defense a breather and Brock Purdy could go down there and score a touchdown. And then their defense could say, all right, guys, all we got to do is stop Mahomes. Whether we force a not a three and out, it would have to be four and out. And that's another stupid thing. You give them four down territory the rest of the way. It just it was a mistake. It's it's a forever mistake yo it's a forever mistake you just and you got to know better and that it's an indictment on Kyle Shanahan I bet you they know now moving forward but all of those players came out and said they never talked about it meanwhile 
Chris Jones, uh, Drew Tranquil. The, they talk about, oh, yeah, we had meetings. We just had meetings on it. They had meetings in Vegas talking about if the game goes to overtime. Drew, Drew, Drew Tranquil said, we had an OT rules presentation and strategy meeting every week of the playoffs and twice in our Super Bowl prep. Of course you did. Of course you did. It's just it's unexcusable. It's just it's it sounds really dumb now. Eric Armstead said, I didn't even know about the new playoff overtime rule. So you played this whole season. You went into OTAs, you went into training, and you didn't know. He said, I didn't even know about the new playoff overtime rule. So it was a surprise to me. They put it on the scoreboard and everyone was like, Oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. I don't want to hear it. That's like just losers. You just sound like losers, bro. You sound like losers. You shouldn't have said that. I had a call uh, from Ocean Township. Was it Steve from Ocean Township, Rami? He dropped off, but I think he was correcting me about Carvel. Now, as I'm going to look up Carvel in Monmouth County, I did have the thought that there there was a Carvel that I grew up going to in Ocean Township on 35, between 35, West Park, and Deal. More so when you get closer to uh, West Park Ave going towards Ocean Township High School. I used to go to that Carvel, but then I thought there was a Carvel on 33. There is. There's a Carvel Express on 33. No, I think he met, he said that the ice cream you were referencing, because I'm not sure. I, I, I hadn't heard it because I wasn't in here yet, but he said maybe the ice cream you were referencing was made by a different ice cream company. I'm not sure. Now, 33 has changed owners. The guy Z who called from Neptune that owns it now he owns a Carvel, but I know it used to be called Cone Zone for a little while. I think it was Carvel, Cone Zone, and maybe now back to Carvel. There, as I'm looking on Google Maps, there is the Carvel in OT that I'm talking about. Um, the Carvel in Ocean Township on 35, I believe. But then there's also another one. I, I have to. Z, Z's listening. Z, call back, Steve. Yeah. Uh, Steve, call back. I'm, I'm on till two. And Z, call back and clarify. I'm pretty sure Z's is the Carvel Express that I'm looking at on Route 33. Or maybe not. Uh, that that this one's showing freehold. I'll figure it out though. I know where to get the ice cream. Like when I go back home, I, I just that's the thing. I'm be home. I live in Jersey City now. I don't be in the Jersey Shore area, but so much. And when I do, I'm 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 in and out of there. But I'll figure it out. Whether it's the ice cream place I'm thinking on 33 or the ice ice cream place, it can't be the ice cream place on 35. I know that is or was a Carvel, and maybe the other one isn't a Carvel. But I will figure it out. This one, a Carvel, Neptune City. Do you get the flying saucer when you go there? That's nah, bro. Um, uh, I'm not gonna hold you. I'm I don't really eat that much ice cream. But, like, my wife is into that. I think a lot of girls are. Girls look at it as, like, a date to go get ice cream. Um, in Jersey City, there's a spot, Torico, where there's a line out of the door in the summer. It's dumb. Just there's like, a place in, on the Upper East Side here. I'll, I'll get the name in a second. People that, beast for these ice cream There's a line cones. out the door in the winter. It was raining outside. It was 40 degrees the other day. I'm not a hype beast for there's that. A line there's some out spots the door. in, like, North Bergen where I used to live where they had, like, old-school homemade ice cream. I like that. I like the places that you can go and get like the old school soft serve ice cream, but I'm simple. Like I like I told Z, I get if I if I get a cone. And most time I get a cone. You know I don't, I don't like I don't need the like three scoops in a bowl. But I get a waffle cone. I get maybe two three scoops or soft serve vanilla ice cream in there. If I'm feeling froggy, I might leap for cookies and cream. 
Um, but it's either vanilla or cookies and cream, and then I like rainbow sprinkles on there. And that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm not I'm not looking for the birthday cake. I'm not looking for um, you know, cookie dough, uh, Rocky Road never. Like, no, I'm just I'm not I'm not doing all that. I'm not doing all that. I'm simple with it. Waffle cone for me, vanilla ice cream, rainbow sprinkles. Take the picture. We're good. Okay, Bob and Freehold may have some information on Carvel down there. What's up, Bob? Hey, what's going on, bro? How you doing? Good. Just trying good. to figure out where is is what and what is where. <laughs> you know what? I grew up in Wanamass also. <laughs> yeah, Ocean Township. So you, then you remember the Carvel on 35, but then there Absolutely. also was a Carvel once you passed the Jersey Shore Medical Center on 33 going towards Route 18. Uh, no, that was that was a cone zone, which I think it still is. That, okay, so that's still cone zone. That's in my mind's yeah. eye where I was thinking Z owns. I was thinking the guy Z who called owns that place, but he's saying he owns a Carvel. Now I got to figure out where there's a Carvel in Neptune. Yeah, yeah, unless it's new. But there was also a Carvel uh, on Sunset Avenue, also one of Master. Remember that one, right by the Seven Eleven. A Carvel on Sunset Ave by Seven Eleven. The Seven Eleven is yeah. still there. Oh, yeah, I do remember. There. Yes, remember? I do remember. There yeah. used to be a Carvel yeah. over there. Yeah. They. I. I recently yeah. went back down there. The Burger King is now a dentist office. They got rid of the yes, Burger it King. Is. It's a dentist yeah. office now. And that Walgreens is no also right across the street. Remember, yeah. you see a furniture. Yeah, they changed. <laughs> yeah, they've changed a lot of stuff down there. I'm not mad at it. Every time I slide home, I'm like, it's, yeah. it's different. Like my. My childhood memories of what the place looked yeah. like is they're erased they're, or being erased. Well, you're Mr. Rustic Drive. So, hey, let, yes, let me ask you, what, uh, what gym did you go to down there? Did you go to Ultimate Fitness or the fitness Oh, shop? of course I was in Ultimate Fitness. Um, uh, you know, Eddie, yeah. Of course. And with the with the windows where you could, where people could see in and people could see you, yeah. I was in there a, a bunch, man. I was in really good All shape right. when I used to work That's out awesome. at, at Ultimate Fitness. I yeah, also used to go, man, uh, what was it called? Now that, like, pet place right across, like, 35 and uh, and 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 Deal, it, there used to yeah. be a gym with a basketball court with a pool. My mom used to teach in there. So I used to go hoop in there. I used to swim in the pool. I used Ocean to lift Fitness. in Ocean Fitness, yes. So Ocean Fitness yeah. now is like a pet place. But I used to have access yeah. to go in there, too. Yes, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. You probably so, knew uh, Turk Fickling. I know that name for sure. There were some epic basketball games that would go on there. I remember going oh, to birthday parties oh, there. Oh, that was that was that was back in the day, man. Yeah, I was you know. Look at Food Town closed too on on. Yeah, what is Food Town now? A floor and decor or something like that? Yeah, floor and decor. Yeah, crazy. I saw they put a Chick Fil A over there that used to be <laughs> all woods over there. There's a Miller's <laughs> Ale House and a Chick Fil A. I used yep, to ride yep. my bike past there to go to the high school and and, and lift. That was that was my other yep. spot. I'm class of '84. Yeah, I, I went to Ocean also. So. Okay, I yeah, my brother was '96. Uh, yeah. My my aunt was '94. I'm trying to think if we had anybody. No, I don't know if we had anybody in '84. But yeah, it it has certainly yeah. changed a lot. Thanks for clearing that up, Bob. Appreciate it. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Patty will come to you after the break. I see some folks still want to talk about the Super Bowl and the overtime rules, but I need baseball fans to come through it's february 14th pitchers and catchers report right i was just reading an article about jordan montgomery and that he's likely to sign in days you know monty wants to be in camp 
I was just reading an article about where Cody Bellinger is going to sign. I was just reading an article about Gio Urshela. Maybe Gio Urshela will reunite with the Yankees. And I also was reading another article about Blake Snell and the Anaheim Angels. What did I say about Blake Snell and the Angels? I said if he wants to go sign for nine years and be rich and lose with the Angels the rest of his career, go for it. If you want to take a shorter-term deal and win with the Yankees, come on down. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I prefer the breaks to be shorter. I don't know about you. Keith McPherson on the fan. Uh, 877-337-6666. We're talking sports here. I'm trying to get some baseball fans to call. What do I got to troll the Mets? And be like, the Mets are going to be terrible. The Mets signed a bunch of garbage players from the Yankees. <laughs> I really don't feel that way. I'm excited for baseball. I'm excited to watch the Yankees and the Mets. Uh, I'm excited to go back to Yankee Stadium and go to more games this year now that my son isn't literally like a brand new screaming infant. I'm excited to be in Yankee Stadium and uh, be getting alerts for the Mets game and looking at the out-of-town scoreboard and trying to figure out what's going on in City Field or wherever the Mets are and then hightailing it out of there in the eighth inning to drive down to WFAN to talk to you guys after the Yankees post game about what happened with the Mets and the Yankees and then I will have my computer open. I got to get a second computer so that I can stream MLB TV West Coast games and hate on the Dodgers and Otani. And then also keep my eye on the uh, Yankee Padres, all those Yankee players that are going to be playing for them. And, you know, see what's going on on the West Coast with Mike Trout and maybe even Blake Snell. Maybe Blake Snell signs there. I doubt it, though. I think he's going to hold out. If that's the only place that Scott Boris can get his money, I mean, how many games have you seen Scott Boris uh, in Anaheim, you know, kicking it, watching the uh, Angels play. He's, he's comfortable over there. You know, Jordan Montgomery, I think everybody has attached him to the Texas Rangers, right? They won the World Series after trading for him. And uh, most people say that he will sign this week. 
Mark Feinstein, right? Mark Feinstein, shout out to Mark. I saw him at the Pinstripe Pride event. I got to have him on soon. I'm going to start lining up all my baseball connections, all the baseball reporters that I know to come on in the next couple of weeks. But Mark writes, the free agent that seems most likely to sign by next week is Montgomery. Morosi added that he believes Montgomery will sign by next Thursday, which is now tomorrow. Um, both feel that most likely the destination for the star left-hander is back with Texas. I see some people think that he could potentially still come to the Mets. No. Or to the Yankees, no. Definitely not the Mets. I think he's wanted to go back to Texas, if not Boston. I don't think Boston really showed much interest in Monty. So it makes sense to go back where he won a ring, especially for them, because they're going to be waiting on the return of Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. They're used to throwing money around. Go ahead and pay the money to to Jordan Montgomery. Um, Now we've got a full rack of calls. And I said I did want to go to Patty in North Massapequa first. What's up, Patty? You're on the fan. Hi, Keith. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for calling. I'm a long-time fan listener, first-time caller. I had to talk to you. Hey, I love appreciate you. it. Ding, ding, ding. I, I'm a big Met fan, but you just said, let's hear somebody talk about baseball. But I wanted to talk to you a minute about hockey. Yeah. I love the way you talk about hockey. You're getting into hockey now. Yes, and now I'm watching, and uh, I mean, I'm rooting for the Devils. I watched a little bit of that Islanders game, and then when I got here, I saw they lost in the shootout. That's tough, losing to the Kraken. But no, I just I just have a different uh, respect for hockey and look at hockey now that I've honestly been to like 12 live games. Okay, so do you know about the annual FDNY-NYPD hockey game? No, but I looked it up during the break oh because I saw your topic. So okay. please educate April, myself and the listeners April on this. 20th. April 20th. They just announced the date this year. Game. UBS Arena. It is an amazing game. It's the 50th anniversary. You got to pick who you want to root for because it's a big rivalry. It's an awesome game to go to. Do you happen to know who has the edge in this rivalry who has the better record i believe it's the fdny my dad was in the fdi fdny when we were kids we went to the games at the coliseum and then madison square garden but now they're playing at ubs arena but it is so much fun that back and forth you know the fans for the cops and the firemen you got to go to one of those games you will yeah, have so much fun. I, I've never been to UBS Arena. I'm waiting for an opportunity. And, and when I saw yeah. your topic, I was thinking, you know, if Craig was here, if Craig Carton was still here, Craig would already have been talking about this because they they had the, uh, I think, FDNY versus NYPD baseball game at City Field. And yeah. we were running ads for it, and Craig was talking about it two years ago. Uh, that This is something that we're two months out. They could run ads for this on WFAN. If you have somebody reach out, I'm sure we can get the conversation going in the next well, I two months. Them on Facebook, FDNY hockey team, mm-hmm. and uh, oh my God, you're gonna have so much fun! It's awesome with the rivalry, the rivalry, and the chanting going back and forth. It's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's good for the city. It's good for the hockey fans. I'm sure you there's a cause. Cops? You got any cops or firemen that you know what team you would root for? I I don't know. I do know some NYPD. <laughs> um, I don't know which side I would choose. I'd want to roll but, with the winners. And you're saying that FDNY, they I, I have the better? Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've won more. They might have more guys that can skate and that can shoot, and I might have to roll with them. 
Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm looking forward to listening to you after the game. Hopefully you go this year. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we get some calls and some more people and some momentum talking about it leading up to April 20th this year. And let's go Mets. I'm a big Mets fan, but I call to talk about hockey. <laughs> Thank you for that call, Patty. And let's go Mets. Let's go Yankee Mets. Uh, that's my new thing, right? LGM? Nah, LGYM. Let's go Yankee Mets. There's a few Yankee Mets over there. We got a root for Carlos Mendoza and Harrison Bader and Luis Severino and Adam Adovino, and I'm probably forgetting one. Let's go Yankee Mets. You say Harrison Bader? Harrison Bader, Luis Severino, Carlos Mendoza, Adam Adovino. I got to pull up the uh, the roster. I just, I'm not into punching down. Um, I, I'm not, in, and, and who knows if we'd actually be punching down. But what I'm saying is as a Yankee fan, it's one thing to go back and forth when the Mets are contending and the Mets are winning and, they're in the same weight class as the Yankees. With this offseason and the Yankees getting Juan Soto and the Yankees being predicted to be one of the better teams in the American League and being back, and then on the other side of town, taking a step back and adding a new president of baseball operations, a new manager, um, let's say a handful of guys that people aren't expecting much out of, I'm not going to be punching down. I'm not going to be, ah look at the Mets, scrubs. Like If they struggle, they struggle. But if they win, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here and be like, hey, that's baseball, Susan. Like, nobody can predict baseball. That's why we watch. And nobody knows what they're going to be. But I'll tell you this. They're not going to be scrubs. They're not going to be bums. There's too many guys on that team that want to win. There's too many guys on that team that are millionaire baseball players that make a lot of money to do this. They're not going to step out there and just think they're supposed to lose because you don't expect them to win. And I'm looking forward to this baseball season because – Baseball is better in New York when both the Mets and the Yankees are in it, specifically in October. We had that two years ago, but this past year we watched postseason baseball without City Field, without Yankee Stadium, and it didn't feel right. So let's see if we can get back. If the Yankees are a wildcard team and the Mets are a wildcard team, that's fine, right? That's also how I feel about the Yankees, to talk more about the Yanks. like The Yankees don't have to win a division. The Yankees have to be healthy and get hot and be in the dance. You don't have to win the, win your division to be a World Series champion to get to the World Series. You got to play your best baseball in October. And they've won the division and they failed. They've gotten to the ALCS and failed. Be healthy. It's survival of the healthiest. So let's see what happens with the Mets. Let's see what happens with the Yankees. It's a brand new season. Everybody's 0-0. We're about to start getting hot takes coming out of Florida. And I, I guarantee this, somebody's going to come up lame in the next two weeks. Not wishing injury on anybody, but we see it every year. Somebody that we're expecting is going to throw a bullpen. Somebody that we're expecting is going to start running for the first time. Somebody that we're expecting to have a good year, bounce back year, comes in in, in, in great shape and looks good. And, oh, look how slim down they are. And then they're hurt and they're not going to be able to start the season for opening day. I got Stanton, Cole, no, 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 Not no, Cole, Stanton, don't name, Rodon, don't name names. Loisaga, and, and, and you naming the name, the wrong names. Don't <laughs> name Isaac, Yankees. Stanton, Rodon, Loisaga. They all got to be minus money, right? I don't, I don't want to put that evil out there, Ricky Bobby. You, these, these mics are are powerful, Rami. You can't just say that, and then next thing you know, we get this report in a week, and then somebody's gonna go back on the free Odyssey app or the podcast, and you're gonna say it at twelve fifty a.m. On February 14th, Rami Lavi called this. I'm going to say... I didn't say it. Cash said it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Bad mojo. Let's go to Jesus in the BX on the fan. What's up? How you doing, 
haven't called you in a while. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Uh, I wanted to call about Colin Mendoza. I wanted to know how you think he's going to be since he's the Mets manager since he was another side with the Yankees. I, I like Mendy. Uh, I think that he has two things that work in his favor. The experience of being in New York, which he spoke to, right? And and obviously he was with the Yankees. He watched uh, how the Yankees organization does things. He watched how the Yankee fans act, how the Yankee players have to play, and that's tough, right? So he's coming over there with, with the experience of New York. New York is not going to be too big for him. Buck Showalter also had that. Is he, he's, he's a first-time manager, though. This is going to be his first time managing, but we know in modern-day baseball, managers aren't just, like, calling all the shots. It's going to be a collaborative effort. They're going to have meetings every day going into these games with Stearns and whoever else their brain trust about you know who they want to pitch, where they want to bat guys, what they want to do in certain situations. He's going to have help. Um, but I also think, <clears throat> excuse me, what he also has experience doing is actually managing because Aaron Boone leads the league in getting tossed out. So there's plenty of times where Boone gets tossed out in the third inning and he's had to step up and uh, lead the Yankees the rest of the game. So I think he brings some experience. He's a first-time manager, but he's not. He, he's had to step in for Boone. And it, it's going to be a collaborative effort. He's he's going to have a little bit of help. Even the other caller said when when last year when um, Aaron Judge was trying to win his contract to have a big year, you think Alonso has to do the same thing too? I I think it's hard to compare to Aaron Judge. As I was just saying, Aaron Judge had the best prove it year we've ever seen. But yeah, in this town, Pete Alonso, Glaber Torres, Juan Soto, they're all playing and hoping to have the best year of their life. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. Oh, and another thing with Carlos Mendoza. Like, don't underestimate the fact that he's Latino, right? And the Latino players, him being able to speak Spanish and and relate to them in a certain way, like, that's another thing that he brought. So, like, our Venezuelan players with the Yankees, Oswald Peraza, Oswaldo Cabrera, Glaber Torres, like, he had a connection with them, and he was the guy that connected the dots between Miguel Cabrera to, you know, introduce those players as, you know, Miggy was going through his tour last year and, um, you know, he helped put those guys together. So I think there's something to be said about the familiarity he has with the with the Hispanic players, um, him being a former player, him speaking Spanish, him understanding what these guys go through. I think that's going to help um, your Hispanic players as well on the Mets. Can I ask one thing, please? Mm-hmm. Um, are you surprised that, I don't know if you heard that, well, we might, you might know this already, that Alonso signed with... Um, Scott Boris? Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. I know We all know what that means. I know what time it is. When you sign with Scott Boris, that means you're going to baseball's Bond villain. You are going to the evil agent that gets the most money for his players and doesn't take no for an answer. That means that you mean business. That's that's signaling to your franchise and all 29 other franchises that you want to get paid. I'm not surprised. Thanks for the call, Jesus. I'm not surprised Pete Alonso wants to get paid. What do you hear me say? Pete Alonso has sat around and watched guys come into that Mets clubhouse and hit the Mega Millions. Max Scherzer, come on down, $43 million. Justin Verlander, Francisco Lindor, Starling Marte, Brandon Nimmo, even McNeil will break you off. 
And Pete's sitting there like, dude, I had to go win money in the home run derby a few years back. Like, I've been here before, during, and after. We have the richest owner in the sport. If I don't get paid, I'm the polar bear. I'm Mr. Met. I'm, I'm good for 40 bombs a year, right? I literally wear it for this team. These guys throw the ball at my head consistently, and nobody has my back. If I don't get my money from this guy, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. All right, back to the football conversation um, and where we left off with, with talking about, you know, just emotions running high uh, with, with Travis Kelsey, with Andy Reid, with Rasheed Rice, with Patrick Mahomes, like, I, I just, I don't know. Even going to the Brian Dable story about, like, oh, Brian Dable yelled. He, you know, he was he was out of control. It is American gladiator. It is modern-day warfare. It is a battle. And I, and I know I, I'm not trying to, you know, compare it to war. But what I'm saying is it is a lot of testosterone. It is a lot of yelling and screaming and... You just, uh, football is like that. Football is like that. Emotions run high and um, pressure burst pipes. And some guys show themselves the wrong way in the moment. I think that's what happened with Kelsey, but all is well that ends well. And other guys fold in the moment. The Niners folded in the moment. They fell right into the hands of the team that won it the year before. That overtime was set up and you and you already knew how it was, was going to go. Mike is in Lakewood on the fan. What's up, Mike? Hey, first time caller, Keith. I think you do a good job. I just wanted to say that. Thanks, man. And I just wanted to point out, I was going for the Chiefs to pump that they won, but I was going to say in the past few days that no one seems to be making this point that that you only give Patrick Mahomes four downs if the Niners score points. Otherwise, they would have to punt because then otherwise they would give the Niners the field position. They should have, they should have, if if you're going to take the ball, act like it's four down territory. Because... Yeah, but you're, you're proceeding like it's three down territory where you're where you're gonna kick, and then you give the ball to Patrick Mahomes where he knows there is no tomorrow. This is do or die. On fourth down, I'm running it. On fourth down, I, we're converting it because we have to score to end the game. Thanks for the call, Mike. Let's sneak another call in with Eric from the Bronx before we go to break here. Hey, uh, Keith. Good morning. A first time caller. Nice. You know, a lot of first-timers, that means I'm I'm breaking through something. Somebody's feeling me. Somebody's hearing me. Somebody's trying to join the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah, listen, first of all, I want to congratulate you. You do a really great job with a common-sense approach to talking sports, and it makes it very fun to listen uh, to sports talk radio when you're listening to somebody like that. Thanks. Real quick, before I get to the Chiefs, I want to second the uh, ladies' uh, comments regarding the hockey game. Um, active NYPD, and I can tell you that um, you'd be doing yourself a big favor going to that game because there's probably no greater rivalry and intense competition in a non-professional format than that game. I mean, the quality of the game of the, of the play is, is outstanding, and uh, since you said you don't know who to root for and you already root for a team that wears red, you got to balance out your life and just root for the blue. So, yeah, uh, and then, I know, mean, can't can't hurt I, to have the NYPD on your side a little bit, you know, show face you know, over listen, there. <laughs> I, as a Ranger fan, a Ranger fan, it pains me that you're a double fan, but it's all right. Nobody's perfect, Keith. Hey, right. the Devils <laughs> came and got me. Dolan and the Rangers, they did, they still I, I, haven't I, hit me up. I don't blame you, but listen, real quick with the Chiefs, absolutely inexpli- inexplicable and unbelievable that a professional football player wouldn't know the rules 
and this is not a status rule or time clock rule. This is a rule involving the outcome of the game, and uh, it, it's mind-boggling that they would come on and, 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 and say that. But I don't think that the 49ers made the decision to, you know, to receive the ball first based on that. I think Tony Romo brought up a good point. Uh, the defense had just been on the field for about almost five minutes yeah. right before that, so their defense was tired. And look at them two scenarios. They score a field goal. You know, if, if you give the ball to the Chiefs and Mahomes comes down and scores a touchdown, makes it a lot harder for Purdy to come back and match that as opposed to they kick a field goal, then if they stop Mahomes at just a field goal, then they would have been able to perhaps come back and win it with a field goal. So I, I, yeah, I, I was... respectfully disagree with you on that part. I think you made the point that the Chiefs should have taken, they should have given the ball to the Chiefs first. But um, damned you know, if you just, do, damned if you don't. Like it, it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, championship caliber players make championship caliber plays, and that's exactly. what Mahomes did. And that's why you have to give all the credit in the world to him because at the end of the day, he wanted the ball, he took the ball, and, and he let him. But I still agree that. Uh, you know, that they should have taken the ball. The, the, the Niners did. They did the right thing considering that their defense was exhausted and you had to just stop them for down territory. And, and if they would have kept them to a field goal at least, then, you know, you still would have given yourself a fighting chance with the rest of the defense. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, this is why you have to tip your hat off to them. Thanks for the call, Eric. We got to break it down. We're up against it. One hour to go. BRB. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.